I'm Jenny from State College, Pennsylvania. I'm David Holland from Linwood, Kansas. I'm Ellen Murray from Atlanta, Georgia. Sound of Young America is an independent production. Supported by listeners like me. If you'd like to support the show like I did, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. I'm Jesse Thorne, live on tape from my house in Los Angeles. It's the Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. One of the most fascinating films we saw in Park City was a documentary called Biker Fox. Its eponymous subject is well known in his native Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's famous for riding a brightly colored bike, doing bike tricks on busy roads, wearing loud colors and dangly earrings, and growling like a fox at cars who upset him. He's a polarizing figure, beloved by many, reviled by some. The film about his life shows him running his muscle car parts business, hand-feeding wild animals, and generally doing stuff that you or I would never do, for good or ill. Here he is in the film, talking about why he loves riding so much. You know, the average person has 25,000 conscious and subconscious negative thoughts every single day. The average person, that is, that's a tremendous amount of, number one, thoughts. And uh, for it to be negative is just, it's mind-boggling. The way to overcome such an obstacle in the game of life, what you have to do, number one, is you have to set your mind free every day from an hour to an hour and a half from everything else, family, from business, from cell phones and computers. You have to free your mind and your spirit. The way you do that is you either get out on a flight trail away from everyone else and walk for an hour, or the best way to do it, my friends, is, is of course, as you know, is, is cycling. And cycling will, you're away from everybody, the wind is blowing in your face, you're on two wheels balancing your bike, and you're just, you're, you're actually, it's like being in another dimension. Jeremy Biker Fox, welcome to the Sandy Young America. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Jeremy, tell me first how you became aware of, uh, of Biker and, uh, and his sort of, a bizarre cult of personality that he seems to be running in Tulsa. Well, I guess most people probably learn about Biker through his website, um, bikerfox.com, but I, I didn't know him through through the website. I actually just saw him, like most people in Tulsa, in traffic one day. And um, he mostly, his, uh, his, his bike path that he goes on is in South Tulsa, and I'm not from that part of town, so I hadn't really seen him a lot and didn't really know much about him. And... Uh, one day I just saw him and, and kind of had uh, a reaction like most people, kind of confused and, uh, you know, a little little bit annoyed, but, you know, really intrigued and interested in who, who this guy was and, and didn't see him again for a while. But then saw him again in traffic one day and he, he, he did the trademark uh, Biker Fox growl. He screamed at me. So I, I remember I pulled off the road into a, a Taco Bueno parking lot next to this bowling, <laughs> bowling alley and I got out of my car and I was like, who are you? And he screamed at me again, and, <laughs> and he and he circled around my car and pull, and pulled up next to me and and, and asked me if I was married, <laughs> and that's sort of how the the relationship was born. Just kind of uh, really scared me. Well, biker, is this a typical way for you to meet people on the streets of Tulsa, Oklahoma, growling at them and then asking them if they're married? Well, you know, I'm 
usually in some kind of rainbow-colored spandex to begin with. And you should tell me, well, you're right now. You're wearing a, a, a cycling jersey. It's emblazoned with the Honey Smacks logo, which literally could not be more colorful. Yeah, it's uh, all your cycling, uh, mountain bike, uh, and motorcycle that sponsors. They're really bright and uh, beautiful, colorful. Uh, advertisements on jerseys, and you can buy them at cycling shops or motorcycle shops, that sort of thing. So we were we were talking about meeting people while you're on your bicycle. Is it unusual for you to greet people with your signature growl? Well, it just depends. You know, the young teenage guys they go by and you know, and and of course the the girls. They drive by and scream, you know, Black Fox, and we love you or something like that. And uh, my trademark with them is I kind of shake my booty up. <laughs> Jeremy, what made you think when you met Biker that he would be an interesting subject for a film? Well, I, I didn't really know at first. I just sort of met him and uh, didn't really have much of a, a friendship yet, but I organized a uh, film festival in Tulsa called Tulsa Overground, and one year, we, we always have some sort of personality or entertainment to sort of kick off the festival and read our disclaimer. And uh, so I thought, man, you know, Biker Fox might be the, the guy this year. So I contacted him, and he referred me to his publicist, who was his buddy Rod, <laughs> this guy named Rod, and uh, who was also his cameraman at the time. And he agreed to come on and came out, did his, his, uh, his trademark front flip over the handlebars, landing on his feet in front of the crowd, and the crowd went wild. And... So, you know, we kind of became friends through that. And then in meeting him, going over to his house, he invited me over one day, seeing him feeding these 50 wild raccoons by hand in his backyard that came out of the wild that uh, that his house backs up to, like his 40 acres, uh, really piqued my interest because I live on a 500-acre ranch in Tulsa and had been doing similar experiments through the years with, with setting up cameras at night in the dark with just a light hanging from a tree and, and putting, like, a piece of pizza down or you know, a bowl of cereal and seeing what kind of animals come out of the wild and, and eat it. So seeing somebody that had the same, you know, obsession of worship of, of animals and just love for it just really initially got me, you know, really interested in the project. Um, not so much, I mean, the, the character's fun and, 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 and interesting, but that really, me personally, really hooked me in and, you know, it definitely at least far, started the friendship. And the more... The more we hung out, the more I got to know him, the more we peeled back the layers of his, of his interest and his personality, the more I got interested. And at one point he gave me like 100 tapes of just every single night hand-feeding raccoons and all set on a tripod. And I just thought, you know, someone who's so dedicated to videotape, you know, 100 tapes, you know, use 100 tapes of just him feeding these wild raccoons. That he, I mean, these are <clears throat> wild animals that he trained and developed trust with and, and nursed you know, these are mangy animals, and he nursed them. They're little his... monsters. Yeah. <laughs> so they were so healthy, and I just thought, you know, this guy, we share a lot of the same interests, and, and you know, just kind of started from there. And actually, as far as the growl you were talking about, I believe that that's kind of where it started. Those little crags, like I said, they're monsters, and they do growl. They're, they're, they will growl at you, and I think that's where the growl actually got started. Let's hear that clip from the film. Here's Biker Fox feeding some raccoons. Here we are at the Biker Fox Wildlife Preserve feeding our animals. Did you know something? Raccoons and squirrels, possums. They're just so much fun. They're so beautiful. And they're so 
Oh, they got, they got, ow! They got real claws. They are sharp, friends. So you gotta be careful. Let me tell you something, there's nothing. Give me. Nothing more enjoyable than having raccoon. Listen to me. Listen to me. You're biting my fingers, dude. Oh, yeah. What is the deal with you, dude? Huh? Here. Oh, my, my. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the things that comes out in, in watching the movie is how dedicated you are, biker, to... Um, I guess I would say living a considered life, thinking about how you'd like to live your life and uh, dedicating yourself towards it, even in the face of all these difficulties, people harassing you and, um, you know, raccoons biting you repeatedly. Mm -hmm. Um, When did you, when in your life did you decide to dedicate yourself to principle rather than, you know, floating along like most of us do? Well, nine or ten years ago, I uh, I was two forty five. I'm about one sixty now, and uh, man, I just I was just so sick. My chest was hurting. Actually, I had pain in my right arm. Uh, I think I was getting ready to die. Actually, and and I just man, I just I was just I enjoyed life so much. I've always had this uh, enjoyment for life, and I decided I was going to start eating the cafeterias all the time. So. I started eating the cafeterias. I started riding a bike, started out at two miles and then five and ten, and started running 25, 30 miles every day. Cut back on the fried foods and the burgers, just cut them out completely. And uh, ended up uh, losing 90 pounds in about six to eight months and uh, just changed my life. No more pains in my chest, in my stomach. I, I just actually, it just, thank God, rolled back the hands of time. In my life to where now I just I feel like a teenager again. I'm just a, a young kid and that's the meaning of life, my friends, is just to be young and enthusiastic about whatever opportunity arises. Good evening folks. Kids, tonight we're gonna be cooking hamburgers and hot dogs out on the grill and fries. Can't you just taste those old burgers right now? They just look so good, don't they, folks? Ooh, look at that. All the salt and all the pepper. Nothing like good burgers and fries. You know what, folks? And the dogs are ready, see? You just give them, scoop them in here, maybe one or two on the ground, you know. these things in there. Oh my gosh, three on the ground. Here we go. Like we got the dogs and the burgers all in one pan. We got the buns here. Here are your fries. Folks, you're the surprise. Let me tell you something. This right here, this is killing you. Far worse than cigarettes, far worse than alcohol. Right here, hamburgers and fries, hamburgers and fries, hamburgers and fries, every day. You wanna change your life? You know what you need to do? Stop eating hamburgers and fries. Stop it immediately. Two, three, four, six, eight months, a year. Stop eating this. No fried foods. See these chips? Give me a break. Let me tell you something. It's killing you. So the point we're making here tonight is when you eat fries and burgers and dogs every day, you're putting poison in your body. You hear me? So stop it.
That was a clip from the recent Slam Dance selection, Biker Fox. On Thursday, February 25th, The Sound of Young America presents Laugh Night in downtown Los Angeles. It's a comedy taping for The Sound of Young America, and it's also a benefit for the kids' art programs at ArtShare. For eight bucks, you can check out six amazing comedians, Greg Barrett, Don Glover, Karen Kilgariff, James Adomian, Holly Mills, and Nick Adams, all hand-picked by The Sound of Young America. And 100% of the dollars you pay at the door go to pay for free arts classes for kids and teenagers in downtown L.A. For more information or to make your reservations, go to MaximumFun.org slash Laugh Night. That's MaximumFun.org slash Laugh Night. And I hope we'll see you on Thursday, February 25th. It's The Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne, and I'm speaking with Biker Fox and the film's director, Jeremy Lamberton. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, Biker Fox became known as a colorful eccentric for his bike stunts, among other things, after losing over 80 pounds. After losing the weight, uh, I started, during that time, I broke my right shoulder twice, my right elbow once, and I wanted to find a way to, I know it sounds crazy, but practice crashing over the handlebars as a preventative crash and injury technique is what I call it. So when I crashed over the handlebars, I would have already practiced crashing hundreds of times. So when I went over the handlebars, I was used to it. So I would be relaxed and I would land in a fashion to where I wouldn't break my shoulder, my arm again. And uh, so that's where I uh, that's where I came up with the uh, the crash and the hop where I ride along, hop over the handlebars, and then inevitably the fox flip where you ride along and uh, do a front flip over the handlebars and land on your feet. Made that up ten years ago, and uh, you know a sixteen year old kid. Last thing he wants to do is go over the handlebars. He's going to try everything in his power not to do it. But I. You know, at 41, I said, man, how about if we practice it, make it a part of my routine? And then inevitably, if I do crash, I'll be so used to going over the handlebars, I'll be relaxed and land in a fashion where I'm not injured. Biker Fox, as a character, generates all these different responses. And we see the responses in your film, Jeremy. We see people, um, you know, we see you, Biker, being arrested by the police, uh, you know, bothered by the police to the point where... You know, your lawyer is the former mayor of Tulsa. Um, And, you know, we see you being called into court. We see um, motorists harassing you, getting you getting into it with motorists. Mm -hmm. Um, Why do you keep putting on this character when it's also just a source of tremendous difficulty Mm -hmm. for you? Why not just, you know, hide? Well, you know, the thing is, is, after losing the weight, I lost all that weight. So I, I just I felt so good. I just enjoyed riding a bike and riding up down the street. I had a lot of fans screaming at me. And when you have a fans, young kids saying, go, 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 you know, <laughs> uh, it just, uh, you want to just keep going and, and having fun. And, and as far as the Tulsa police, 99% of the cops are cool. They really are. In fact, many of them have come up and have apologized for the way that just a few Please have harassed me and and uh, cost me a, a lot in tickets and lawyer fees. And uh, but for the most part, the Tulsa police are doing a fabulous job down there in Tulsa. Jeremy, after spending all this time uh, shooting biker, um, you knew him a little bit before you got started. Um, what did you find that you didn't expect to find? Um. 
pretty much everything, you know. That was part of the the fun, you know, the fun of the process is just peeling back the layers and, you know, developing a friendship and a trust. And I think the more we became friends, the more time we spent together, the more he trusts me. Because I, before we started working, he had he's been trying to make this movie for a long time and kept getting involved with, you know, not necessarily the wrong people, well, not the wrong people, but not the right people um, to really do his movie justice and it was sort of more hokey and kind of poking fun and and goofy and and uh i just you know i really at a certain point really started to believe in his message and and really felt um you know empathy towards him and and a common interest and really believed in his message that it wasn't you know that it was authentic and um you know i think that really intensified the whole you know the entire project and the fact that he was getting into so much trouble with the law, charged with three felonies in less than a year. Um, that was pretty. Uh, that was pretty unbelievable. But uh, you know, I think it's just every day hanging out with biker. You know, whether we're shooting or just hanging out, it's it's. Uh, you can't really predict what's going to happen, and you you know, like I, I'd say, like shooting him is like shooting wild animals or like nature footage. You you know, you, you can't plan it. You don't. You know, you can't plan to get what you want you just hope to be rolling you know when something incredible happens and and that's kind of the idea is just roll as much tape i mean we probably had over 600 to you know 800 hours of footage that we shot and you got to watch every single piece of footage because sometimes there would be five seconds there would be an hour-long tape of him feeding raccoons and there would be five seconds of something just unexplainable and psychedelic and and hilarious and uh like these weird art movies but they were like with like lawn mowers and, and, and raccoons and, and uh, dangly earrings and things like that. So, I mean, I think the whole process is just unexpected and, and exciting. Breaker, was it difficult for you? I mean, you talk in the movie about, um, you know, wanting to be an entertainer, and clearly you love performing and you love the, you know, you love having fans when you're out there cycling and everything. Or I, I, would, I imagine you wouldn't be doing any of this. But was it difficult for you to trust your story to someone else, to let someone else be the, um, you know, be shaping this film that's going to be representing you? Well, you know, when I met Jeremy, I found out that he uh, lived on 800 acres and he appreciated the same things I did as far as wildlife. And so, uh, no, I I just, he could... like he said, he had kind of the same vision, the same uh, beliefs as I did toward uh, life and uh, and uh, animals and uh, just uh, just everyday uh, life, basically. So it, it, it took a long time easy. to build that trust, though. I mean, there's still days where he questions my loyalty and <laughs> in, in my. My, he puts uh, in some of these things, and <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm looking at that. I'm thinking, this is. Did I really do that? <laughs> Biker, Jeremy, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be on The Sound of Young America. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Biker Fox is the subject of the new documentary film of the, na- of the same name, uh, directed by my other guest, Jeremy Lamberton. You can find more information about the film at bikerfoxmovie.com. And, of course, you can always visit Biker Fox on the World Wide Web at bikerfox.com. Good luck in uh, Slam Dance, and thanks again. Thank Thank you. you.
That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I have been your host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. The show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our editor in Chicago and the producer and director of our shows at Sundance is Nick White. Our videos were shot by Benjamin Harrison. And by the way, you can check out videos of all of these shows absolutely 100% for free and download them even if you'd like to at MaximumFun.org. That's MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to Eric Bright, PR, for hosting us at the Sundance Film Festival. They're the ones who gave us the third floor bedroom to record in. If you have thoughts about the show, email me, jesse, J-E-S-S-E, at MaximumFun.org. You can check out all our shows and download our free podcasts at MaximumFun.org or just search for The Sound of Young America in iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on The Sound of Young America. Production of The Sound of Young America is underwritten in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com.